Hello and welcome to the Meat and One Veg podcast. A podcast not about a man with one bollock, but me, gobshite food writer Simon Carlo, who at this point in time has both testicles very much intact. I have a blog called Meat and One Veg, which is one of the most read and respects in the country. I know my onions. I also know a little bit about other food groups too. Nothing about tofu. But why a podcast? Money, mostly, and hopefully some free brownies, but also to hopefully shine a new light on food and drink by talking to the most interesting of guests. Lined up over the first few weeks, we have chefs, mixologists, sommeliers, brummy luminaries, artisan producers and restaurant owners. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of the food industry by pairing fine wines with junk food, rating meal deals with MasterChef winners, and making cocktails with a shite you would find at the back of the cupboards. I'll be slightly drunk for at least half of it. In fact, I'm in Bun and Barrel right now with a cider. But mostly, we've done this podcast to be brutally honest with zero arse kissing and an appetite for those tasty, tasty rolls served up with a Negroni made from equal parts bad taste, good taste and zero waste. So let's get started. Run your crow, King's Heath. Over the road is the Hare and Hounds, which outside has a blue plaque commemorating the first gig of a certain Birmingham legendary band. In breaking down the fourth wall, that's how we make these podcasts. We come up with stupid ideas like, should we try and get UB40 to drink red, red wine in Grace and James? It's so simple, even an idiot like me could do it. In Grace and James, we're joined by managers James and Matt, whilst lead singer Matt has ditched us in favour of a family event. We have news of a homecoming gig, tales from the tour and a lot of red, red wine explained in more detail by the manager, Lewis. Enjoy. That is absolutely delicious. That's insanely delicious. It absolutely bangs. That's absolutely delicious. That is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> So hello, so we're in Grace and James, um, drinking red, red wine with Matt and James from UB40. Um, how, are you, how are you both doing? We're all right. Very well, thank you. You've, uh, you've just come back off tour, haven't you? We have, yeah. We've, uh, we've just come back from Australia and New Zealand, which was, um, which was amazing, to be honest. Just a, a breathtaking, breathtaking experience. You know, we'd never, we'd never been there ourselves. Obviously, the band had many a times. It's actually the first place that the band had a number one. Was, is that, is that true? Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you know what the number one was? Food for Thought, I believe. Is it Food for Thought? Yeah. Yeah. Back in 1980. And um, in true New Zealander style, what they said to them was they gave them half a disc, you know, like how they presented them with the discs. Give them half a disc and said, when you come, you can get the other half because they hadn't visited then. And obviously, <laughs> when, when they did visit, they gave them the other half. Which... They gave them the second half of the disc. Yeah, yeah. So you've been, you've been all over the shop in the last 12 months? Yeah, we've been, God, all over Europe. Um, we had an extensive tour in America, which was, um, which was great as well. We've, we played... Played Central Park on that tour and finished. So, up sold out Central Park, New York. Yeah, and at the, the Hollywood East Bowl Coast. as well. And the West Coast, we sold out the Hollywood Bowl, which was an amazing night. And well, that that night was, you know, again that whole tour. Going back to that tour in itself, you know, we had Big Mountain, um, which is a great band, and uh, Maxi Priest and the Wailers, you know, as as our support act. So it was, you know, that that was our whole. 
American tour, which was yeah. it was interesting. Wasn't it was. It? it was. Who's the wildest out of the sport bands? We had some interesting run-ins with some interesting people. <laughs> That's yeah. the biggest non-answer I've ever heard. <laughs> It's no. Max Baxi Priest, like they like to, they like to have a good drink with us, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Him and his band, they're great. So you were saying before we we started recording this that um, you, you, Matt, your dad Robin, who's obviously one of the founder members of the band, uh, he's massive into his wine, which got you two onto the wine as well. Yeah, well, I've been drinking obviously because of my dad. I've been drinking red wine, you know, with the Sunday Sunday dinner for a long time. Um, Just the Sunday dinner. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, yeah, my my kind of interest has grown more and more. You know, I was very kind of. I suppose pigeonholed with my, you know, with just liking those certain tastes. And then, you know, it's only really in the last few years that I've really kind of expanded the way I, I view wine, really, you know. Have you got any preference on the wine you drink? Well, normally it's, you know, Riocas I go to, you know, Spanish and Italian, you know, with Italians I love. Nebbiolo is, you know, again, something that kind of I discovered with the the club that, you know, that we drink Yep, the, the little wine club. <laughs> the little wine club. First rule of wine in. club. You've broken the first two oh, rules no, of yeah. wine club Sorry. by mentioning wine club there. But no, I do. I love I love Nebbiolo. You know that was that was a discovery of mine, and I think it's. Uh, did you bring Nebbiolo? Did you drink some? That was in Trappé, wasn't it? I did bring a bottle. Yeah. I'm in mean, a wine club with both these chaps, um, as well as many other people in Birmingham, and uh, it's a, it's a silly little lads club, really, isn't it? Where we turn up and get drunk and eat well. Yeah. So the last one was at Harbon Kitchen. James wasn't there. No, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately not. Matt was there. Um, <laughs> And then there was some karaoke that happened afterwards, and yeah, it, it just all got a bit silly. Do you have a karaoke go-to? No, if, if I was doing it, I'd probably go for an Aerosmith number, or something. <laughs> <laughs> something I really can't do, and then I'm going to do really badly. So, yeah. like, like Tyson Fury. Yeah, 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 just like that. Yeah, just like Tyson Fury. So the um, first bottle of wine we've ordered is a, a nice Rioja. It's Grace and James. Obviously, if anyone doesn't aware, it's fantastic natural wine bar in in King's Eve that happens to have the best pizza restaurant in the city in Poli next door um, owned by the same people but they're they're a natural wine bar um, do you two ever drink natural wine is it something you would naturally gravitate towards it's not something that I'd always opt for but you know biological or you know responsible wine as well you know if you can do you should always try the one thing that got me onto natural wine was when it was Henry who He's co-owner of this place. He he told me that sulfites is the eighty percent of the reason for a hangover. Yeah. So it's sulfites that that make you feel shit in the morning. And um, by by drinking wine that don't contain sulfites, you're basically giving yourself a license and not having a hangover. Well, it's it's funny that you say that actually because we've got a friend who lives in um, in Tuscany, and he makes his own wine, obviously free of sulfites, which. Obviously, we know it gives you no hangover, so we drink it, you know, by the gallon. But there's, um, there's a good story, actually, with the band there. When they, when they were there, I think in the late 80s, early 90s, they were recording an album and to, uh, you know, stay out of the country for, for the time for tax reasons, you know, they stayed out there. And they rented a castle and recorded the album in this castle. <laughs> 
um, Castle de Modenella, which um, is a beautiful place. I've been back there. It sounds like a cheese. And um, <laughs> basically what happened is, obviously, they took over this place. I think they were there for, like, six to eight weeks. And they started having, you know, parties and all kinds of stuff there, which obviously attracted the attention of the local Bobby there, <laughs> um, who actually turns out to be this guy who now makes the wine and sends it us every year. No way. He, yeah, yeah. So, like, he, he, he basically, my dad, you know, my dad became friends with him after, you know, for obvious reasons, because well, I didn't want to get arrested. Once he, once he nicked him for the fourth time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were inviting the whole village to the parties yeah. every weekend. Yeah, so of course. It was so. causing quite a ruckus. Yeah, they were at the castle in the middle of the village, and so everybody was coming you know, to, to party with the band. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I, if I lived in a village and, and they was recording in that castle, I'd be banging on the door every Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So we, so Lewis has just come in from um, from Grace and James, manager here. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, uh, would you mind, we loved the first one, would you mind telling us a bit about that please? Yes, yeah, so it was a uh, unoaked Tempranillo uh, from Rioja, so something leaning more kind of forward fruit heavy, blackberries, cherry flavours. Not your typical Rioja, mainly found most of the time big and bold. In my opinion, I don't really like big, bold, oaky flavours, but something being a little bit more fruitful, I just think is a bit more accessible for current day, and especially when you're wanting something a bit easier and still remember the morning. But this is really well, nice wine, actually. It's really, really nice. That's They've said it's such a different, they said it's unique a, kind a of table wine. They described it as a table wine, so I can't remember it's more than 20 quid. It's lovely. It's really good. Really nice. Is, is Robin the, um, the, the wine expert of, of the band? Yeah. What, what, so. do, does everyone drink wine or is, is, is it kind of a mix across the... So there's, yeah, there's the two rooms, like there's two separate dressing rooms always. So there's the, um, the Incredibles and the Raggers. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and so in The Incredibles, you've got Robin and uh, Norman, who are very much big red wine drinkers, and, and Lawrence as well. Lawrence likes his red wine. Yeah. But then in The Raggers, there's mainly Earl. Yeah. <laughs> who, who likes to drink the red wine. So he kind of has, they split the rider equally <laughs> between the two rooms. <laughs> And Earl, Earl has his fair share of, <laughs> of the wine, let's say. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. You keep me rocking all of the time. Red, red wine, you make me feel so grand. I feel a million dollars when you're just in my hand. Red, red wine, you make me feel so sad. Anytime I see you go, you make me feel bad. I've just seen you've got some new music recorded. So it was a single you released originally. Is there a full-length record coming out? Yes, there is, because it's the band's 45th anniversary year this year. They're doing an album It's called UB45, <laughs> um, and it's going to be a celebration of some of the band's greatest hits and new material. The first single that we released was Champion, which was the official anthem for the Commonwealth Games. Um, and there was a re-record of Red Red Wine with a new singer, which is fantastic. And there's lots more to come, and the album will be coming at some point this year. We'll be doing a special anniversary show at the Royal Albert Hall this coming June. Is it? What? Yes, that's... This, this is massive. Yeah, yeah. All, all kinds of stuff going on. We've got an interesting show, which is obviously happening in the Moseley Park. Yeah, this is an exclusive. So which, do you want to tell uh, us more about this? <laughs> 
Well, we can't go into too much detail um, yet about the lineup and everything, but it's going to be a very interesting one that won't disappoint, of course. And you know, it's it's the guys' home, you know, home place. So it's a homecoming gig, basically. Music Park, where they have jazz and folk festivals. Yeah. Yeah. So have you got local local bands on the lineup, or is it just friends of the bands? It, it's going to be a, a mixture of great artists okay. <laughs> uh, that will be on the lineup. But really, it's because it's, you know the band. This is the band's hometown. This is their, literally their village. So for the, a special show for the 45th anniversary, it's, it's very appropriate that you know we play at Mosley Park, and it's going to be a very special event with lots of exciting UB40. Um, experiences. One of the reasons why I went to grab you here in particular is that um, Grace and James, obviously, it's on York, York Road, um, were pretty much opposite where the band had their first ever gig. Yeah, and that was 44 years ago. Uh, was it last week? Yeah. Last week was the anniversary, yeah, the 9th, I think it is, the 9th of February. Heron Hearns. Yeah, and there's a nice little plaque on the, on the, the wall outside there yeah, from PRS, which celebrates that it was again that was like a really interesting thing that it was um it was a, a woman's birthday party it was her 30th birthday susie varty who um whose party it was and had booked the guys basically because she was like a cool hip and happening person you know in the area and so she she booked the new you know the new band that was making all the noise around was so. she aware of the band when she booked them well, not, you know, not obviously they hadn't kind of broke at that point, but yeah, they, you know, as I said, they had obviously built up a bit of a reputation locally already. So, you know, it was, um, yeah, it kind of fell into place. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Obviously, it's a food and drink podcast. What do you eat when you're on tour? It depends. So, like, when we're in the UK, we'll get caterers and we'll try and eat, have a healthy menu of, of <laughs> options, of healthy, fresh food. Um, but it's, it gets exciting when you travel, because when you go to different places and you want to experience local culture, local food, we'll always be walking around the area and looking for, you know, nice restaurants. Matt's really good at finding good spots for us to go to. Oh, yeah. And we all go out for dinner together, you know, the whole band, and, and in, enjoy a nice meal. We do have to fight with them though to not go to an Italian. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, there's there's a few of the guys that are like, we'll just look for the best Italian around. We we did have a funny moment actually in Ireland oh, yeah. um, on the UK tour in I think it's the end of November, wasn't it? And I'll use I'll, I'll use the Amex app sometimes, or Barney. Um, <laughs> yeah. to, Shout out to Barney. <laughs> to look for, um, you know, to look for places to, to eat. And I'd found this, uh, I think it was called Juman in, um, in Belfast. Yeah. And it was like the highest rated and all this. And so like I've, I've called them up and said, oh, can I get, you know, 10 seat at a table for us. And it was like a Saturday night. So I was thinking, I got no chance. And they were like, yeah, no problem, we'll sort it out. We've gone down there, we've sat down, and I'm going, you know, it's got great reviews, we're going to love it. Sat down, it's a vegan restaurant. <laughs> and so literally, like the guys, they, we, do have, we do have one vegan one vegan, one vegan in the group who, like, you know, obviously... He didn't come to dinner. No, he didn't, he didn't come, which is hilarious. But all the rest of the guys were kicking off. And it was late, and I was like, let's just, let's just eat it, man. It's going to be nice. And we did. And everybody loved it. It blew us away. Well, you know, the meal was, was stunning. Moving on to the next wine. Sorry. 
this is a an old well Chianti, so 100% Sangiovese, done in its older fashion, so typically lighter. So it does kind of follow the Tempranillo that you've had prior, but um, it's unlike your kind of typical super Tuscanies that the world's known to. So that's mainly Sangiovese blended through with a bit of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon most of the time. Uh, but this 100% Sangiovese on the lighter end. So it's gonna be a little bit more on Parmavilacy, uh, but still being very blackberry heavy. Hope exactly. you enjoy. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. This is a, the, the, the Chianti. Yeah. Again, like I was saying, Sangiovese, just another one of my. Which, when you asked earlier about a favourite, you know, favourite wine, well, it's one of my favourite grapes. You know, again, it's delicate. It doesn't. It doesn't punch as much as Sangiovese as, as I'd expect. Not at all. Not at all. It's and a. It's a glugger, isn't it? That's the dangerous part about that. Yeah. It's. Um, it really is. I, lo I like the sweetness of the other one. Yeah. It's, it's very fruity. Are we preferring the Rioja so far? I am personally. It's, it's just different, isn't it? It's, the, the Rioja is, it, I suppose, maybe yeah, I would say that I preferred that over it, but this is just interesting, you know, again, especially as a second follow-up, you know, because it is light. It's, uh, it's perfect for carrying on drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite Birmingham restaurants? Favourite Indian that I go to quite a lot is the Haveli, which is on the Hagley Road. Bearwood, yeah. By, yeah, by the King's Head pub, which is, um, it's actually owned by a family friend of ours, but we've been going there for years and that's gorgeous. Like, yeah. Really good. There's some really good restaurants on the Hagley Road. Coal Bay. I love Colbay. amazing. Beautiful yeah. Persian food. Colbay's not shouted out about enough. No, no, not at all. Not at all, but the food is fantastic. And just down, a couple of doors down, Fogo as yeah, well. There's the there's Italian. Have you been there? Fogo, yeah. Oh. You've got to go there. There's got this grand... I, I think Luca Laghi would kill me if I went to Fogo. Grandma's, <laughs> grandma's special bolognese. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a beautiful bolognese. You told me about this and it's sacrilege. With a it's sacrilege. It's it honestly unbelievable. You know? I, I told I told an Italian friend of mine about this, and um, <laughs> the the rage that he gave me for about forty minutes. Really? Yeah. He, his theory is that if you add a burrata to the top of a, a ragu, then all you're doing is watering the ragu down with, with dairy, um, just destroying all the beautiful texture of the ragu. Not at all. He was quite he was quite angry about it. I didn't think it would work, but believe me, when you so get him on the phone it. and bring him down here right yeah, now. Yeah, get him. Get him down. <laughs> take, take him to go and eat it. So we've got Fogo, Valley, Colbert, um, all great shouts, by the way. Obviously, the Lady Paul Road has to get a shout out oh, man. because you know, if you're from Birmingham and you really know about food, you have to go and you know, Chibabs. have some Pakistani fast food. The um, steak in Lahore. Lahore, yeah. Their T-bone steak is unbelievable. That's a regular kind of lunchtime, quick nipping and have Imagine one of that's those. cheap as well. Everything at Lahore is cheap. Yeah, it's it's prices have gone up, but like it's, everything. But it's but. yeah, but it's 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 yeah, it's it's very well priced for what it, you know for what you get. You know. And uh, shababs, obviously. Shababs. I adore shababs. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible to have too many shababs, and then uh, I had four shababs in a, I had four shababs in four nights. And let me tell you, that's that's too many shababs. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, I reckon four in a week's all right. Four in four days. You, yeah, your, your gut yeah. does not like you one bit. Yeah. It's, it's, 
It's all about conditioning. <laughs> it's all about conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, have a, you'll have a pretty strong gut after that. <laughs> survive anything. What's the worst food you've been served on tour? The food um, in America is just awful. Yeah, we always struggle anyway. Go in there, you know. The, 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 the meat's pumped so full of steroids. Everything's full of chemicals. Like, yeah. It really, like, there's a change in your body that happens if, if you're on that diet for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You feel it within the first few days yeah, yeah. of it's being there. You go, oh, God. And, you know, I, I, I agree. Massively agree. Unless you plan it really well. Yeah. Uh, American food is a... Yeah. Uh, you have yeah. to spend good money to yeah. get hundred dollars a head to yeah. get good food out there. You know, really nice. Within a week of being home and eating fresh vegetables and good food I just felt so much better it just kind of you know and that's the impact of the diet is really. this you advocating a vegan lifestyle again yeah. no no you're not vegan at all yeah. no way I'm, I'm going for the carnivore diet yeah. I, I, I love steak so. but you talk, love steak oh yeah 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 always 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 Matt cooks a good steak Matt's a pretty good cook I I, I've heard Matt's a pretty good cook Yes. Never, never, never had an invite. Should try his waggy beef burgers. There. Never had an invite. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we'll have to do a wine club where I cook. But that, that would be. I nice. can't drink too much wine before. Do <laughs> you can? <laughs> They're the best meals. When ev- when everything goes tits up when you're cooking, they are the best meals. You've got to burn the tartar tan, mess the chips up massively. I I was in a, a restaurant in a cut screen called the Mogul, which yeah. uh, I did a sacrilege thing and ordered um ordered chips with my curry. It's a place my mum and dad used to go to all the time. And they messed the chips up. And uh, the guy ran out the front door, crossed over the road, ran down the hill, and then ran back two minutes later with a bag of McDonald's fries. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, well, James, James would love that, because James, everywhere we go, and it's something that I say to him, <laughs> what are you doing? Orders chips. Doesn't matter what restaurant we're in, whatever we're eating, it's got to have chips. I, I like, I like fries. You know. I what can I say? We got, we got Lewis again. Moving on now, we have uh, the Unpassamiento, sticking in Italy roots, but just down in Sicily now. Uh, this is a blend, seventy-five uh, percent uh, Nero Diablo and. 25% uh, Frappiato. This is going to be kind of completely different to the other two wines you guys have just had. Um, this leaning a little bit more on this slightly sweeter but bolder side all in all. They follow a quite interesting method of uh, grape picking where they leave the grapes to partially dry on the vines, which gives it a more kind of pruney, slightly sweeter taste. But yeah, still quite robust all in all. But good, massive crowd favourite here at Gross & James. Like it's you know, we kind of sometimes don't put it on the shelf because it's so popular it goes really quickly really? we're constantly having to top it up so wow. it's one of these items if you know you. we've got it um, but yeah it's something that I thought maybe leaning on something like this at the end would be a little bit more robust and your taste buds will enjoy it a little bit more enjoy guys appreciate it no problem yeah, yeah. The, bu- the bouquet is stunning the bouquet yeah um, the massively yeah it is mmm Oh, that's delicious. That's so good. <laughs> All right, I want... I want. haven't even tried it yet. What is that? What's it called again? It's an Unpacienta. Wow. That's proper. That's like... Oh. It's like jam. Yeah, that's good. That's really nice. That's a nice... I want that on my toast in the morning. <laughs> that's one That's one of the nicest I've tried, I think. Because it's, it's very... Because it's, li- <laughs> it's light and sweet. It's, it's really, really good. Mm. 
And I, but I always thought of it as like the quintessential Birmingham thing, like it's a Brummy thing, the band. Like we like almost like claim ownership of the band. And then when I used to date this girl in Hertfordshire, her mum used to play UB40 every Sunday religiously, like non-stop, just religiously. And that, that's when you realise it's actually way, way, way bigger than just this 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 notion that they're a Birmingham band. Yeah, it's that's it's they're a huge export for from from Birmingham. And they're so international. Like we can go to any island anywhere in the world and, and sell out a show. Whereas, you know, on, on any continent. Um, and that's really that's really special. You know, they could go to a place like Samoa and half the population of the place come and try and get into the show in, in a stadium. Um, and, to- and places like Tonga and Fiji and other places where, you know, you'll have... You look at a lot of the um, artists that you'll find in the top top 20 charts that couldn't sell a show, you know... Uh, on a Polynesian island. Outside of the UK and maybe a couple of other territories, they're, 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 they, they wouldn't have a hope. It's reggae music as well, so it's very sort of international. It's... It's it's a very accessible music. It's it's good vibes. Um, I think it's just loved the world over, and you know the band have been a huge part of the reggae story. What's it like going to Jamaica with the band? We haven't been for a while now, but you know, obviously, I remember going there as a kid, um, you know, with the band, and it was they're just they're, they're showing a lot of respect and a lot of love out there. You know, you get you get people that again. You know, because they, it's, it's funny because people think of them as a, as a white reggae band, which is hilarious because there's a whole mix <laughs> of everybody in the band, you know. There's obviously half of them are Jamaicans and there's Yemenis and Irish and all kinds of different, you know, all different elements in, in the mix as such. Um, but yeah, for people to kind of call them a white reggae band is, is a bit bit of a joke, but people do. But I mean, that's quintessentially Birmingham in itself, isn't it? Having that hot pot of um, of communities and, and of backgrounds um, forming, you know, going on to form absolutely gigantic band. That's that that's Birmingham effectively what we do. You yeah, know? well, yeah. UB40 wouldn't look like UB40 if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't created in Birmingham. Exactly. It's you know like the band would say it themselves that you know they're basically they're they're a street gang that you you know that if you picked them up off the streets you know that's what they'd look like is you know there'd be one Jamaican one Indian one Yemenis you know there's just like you know and that that was the thing is they were they were a gang and you know they were originally all from Borsal Heath like well they grew up you know mostly I think there was only Brian who was from um, the other side of Birmingham. That's the, th- the thing about Birmingham, though, like, and one of the good things about the Commonwealth Games is that it put, it kind of brought this to light, is the cultural capital of this city in music is just kind of unreal. You know, there's no other city like it. You know, Ma- um, Manchester had the Beatles. No, sorry, Manchester had Oasis and... <laughs> Stone Roses. Can you, can you please just Liverpool. make that accusation? Again? Sorry. It's all the wines. Sorry, the wines. Yeah, the wines. <laughs> Liverpool had the Beatles, you know, London, Stones, whatever. Um, but, I mean, look at, like, talk about a cultural mel- mel- melting pot. UB40, Steel Pulse, Duran Duran, uh, Black Sabbath. Sabbath from ELO, yeah. Led Zeppelin, you know. Um, Priest, Judas, Judas Priest. Priest. There's, there's loads of yeah, them. And, and, and the, the, 
the scope of the, the, the talent and the diversity of the music as well. You know, it's the home of heavy metal. You know, it's... it's Most, mostly all from working class families. You know, you look at Sabbath, Sabbath uh, from some of the worst roads in Aston. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I think Judas Priest, isn't that sort of Wolverhampton? Right, yeah, it's said that way, yeah. Yeah, Wolverhampton, Telford, somewhere around there. And yeah, yeah. it's... Um, so they... I mean, I don't know about Duran Duran, but they've, they've all got fantastic hair. Yeah, yeah. I think they're more well. Solly Hole boys. Yeah, they're all Solly Hole. But look, man, you know. Yeah. Who cares? Being inclusive, not exclusive. But yeah, you know, again, with that, I think like what James was saying as well is that there isn't really, you know, an identity that comes with that. You mm. know, like he was saying, there's that sound, you know, that you would get with, with the Beatles or, you know, with the Manchester lot and you know, Birmingham really is is a mad melting pot of all of that. Do you think that shows in the food? Yeah, completely. I think that's why you can, you know, you can go and get great, you know, great food from all different corners of the city, really. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing I used to love. Obviously, I'm, you know, a mixed, mixed heritage. And... Um, Going down to Erdington to get, you know, some some great Caribbean food or, you know, it's just something that I used to love doing, really. And again, exploring the city in that way, you know. So, out of the three, what's the favourite wine we drink so far? Oh, that last one. What was it? Passim- the last one. The one from Sicily. Passim- what about you, Matt? Yeah, I'd, I'd go the third one first, the first one second, and obviously the middle one third, really. Um, but it was still very close. The, the third one is, is very interesting. One final question. If I was in the band, which dressing room would I be in? Ooh. Because you like to drink wine and incredible. food, I'd say we'd put you straight in the Incredibles. Yeah. Incredibles, I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we hit stop on the podcast, uh, James ordered pretty much the entire menu from Poli. We then left to go next door to Schooners, where he lost at darts to everyone. I drank too much whiskey and I don't remember getting home. A result. Um, now on to Stuart Dealey. Winner of MasterChef The Professionals. Stu has an incredible CV, including a stint at the famous James Italian, and he's now heading up the kitchen at one of my absolute favourites, Smoke at Hampton Manor. What do we do with such a talented chef? Well, that's obvious. You walk him up and down Harbour High Street eating lunch meal deals. Or mealy dealies if you really like. Right, so we're here with Stuart Dealey of uh, Smoke uh, in Hampton Manor. Morning, Stu. Morning. And impossibly the worst pun ever, we're going to find some lunch meal deals to eat with Stuart Dealey. Um, <laughs> and how Stuart has, has agreed to this is beyond me. Just found Tom Carriage in M&S. Excuse me, mate, where's the sandwiches? <laughs> uh, the last fridge on the right. Last, last fridge on the right, yeah. What are we going for? How about free-range egg and maple bacon? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with um, Wednesday Dad and carrot chutney. Oh, God. To be fair, that sounds like a, a cheese course at your restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says Harborn M&S like Wednesday Dad and carrot chutney. <laughs> You've come straight for the uh, salt, salt and vinegar chips. Salt and vinegar chips. Right, great. And should we get a should we get a Percy Pig fizz drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so we're in we're in Sainsbury's. 
We're definitely looking more shifty as each supermarket goes <laughs> yeah, by. Exactly. Three <laughs> men huddled together looking for sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> We've got sausage and caramelised onions. Straight off the menu with smoke. Let's do it. There we go. I found it. CBD infused. Trip. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to have a can of trip. Instead of crisps, you can get some very interesting ideas here. Yeah. They've got carrot and hummus. Or we can have a pepperoni stick. I think we go for the pepperoni stick. We can like both go at either end at the same time. <laughs> do like Lady and the Tramp and meet in the middle. Do you know I've never had a pepperoni? Really? No. Are they? I mean, they, they scare me. We can go to my favourite, my favourite till lady. <laughs> I see her most mornings. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, we've got quite close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adult relationships, you know, you, you tend to build more of a relationship with, like, the people who work in your local shops and do your actual friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Morning. How are you? Fine, how are you? Very well. Oh, cheers. They've actually sold out of most of the ones here in Boots. Uh, tuna mayo. This is exactly what I expected of a Boots sandwich. It looks depressing. <laughs> it does look depressing. <laughs> right. Well, right. I think we're going to have to go for the smoked ham and emmental. And then get some Grey's box. I'm in. And then for a drink, are you, are you partial to a Rubicon? I love a Rubicon. It's got to be passion fruit, hasn't it? Passion fruit. The original. Just reminds me of my school days, having done a kebab meat and chips and a Rubicon. Perfect flavour pairing since day one. After buying all these sandwiches, I dread to think what the bank thinks of your account. <laughs> meal deal. Meal deal. Meal deal. <laughs> I've often said I'm a free meal deal a day man. Right, so we've been to the supermarkets. We've got from Marks and Spencers, Wensleydale and Carrick Chutney, no mayo, always delicious sandwich. We've got a bag, which Stu was insistent of, of salt and vinegar chiplets. And we've got some Percy Pig fizzy, that's fizzy, spelt with a PH, it's important. Yeah. Uh, fruit juice drink with apple and grape juice. That's because of the amount of acid that's in it, that's why it's PH. PH, <laughs> very good, very good. From Sainsbury's, we have an autumn edition sausage and caramelised onion with mustard mayo sandwich. Seasonal. Don't get nicking that for your restaurant. No, no. A pepperoni, a hot pepperoni. I've just realised we've gone double sausage on that one. D double sausage yeah. is um, is actually my uh, my Pornhub <laughs> um, search criteria. <laughs> and um, and a Rubicon. Yeah. And from uh, Boots, perhaps the saddest of all, we've got a smoked ham and a mentel uh, sandwich, uh, some Grey's Smoky Barbecue Crunch, and um, some trip, <laughs> <laughs> some trip CBD infused elderflower mint sparkling water with CBD. Yeah. Let's get tucking into the Marks and Spencers one. Yeah. So, opening the Percy Pig one. Yeah. I mean, I think you've got to go on aroma first. Oh, the aroma got, is... Yeah, yeah. It smells like Percy Pig. Yeah. Which is, which is quite worrying. It smells a little bit like lilt. That's like a slushy after it's melted. It's that kind of flavour. It is, which, um, which I believe was... Was that your winning dessert on MasterChef? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really does taste of cold pole. I mean, hopefully it's medicated to get us through that sandwich. There you go. Can't say I've ever looked at a Wensleydale and carrot chutney sandwich before, so... I mean, it's colourful. Yeah, it That's is. That's something that the other sandwiches are lacking. 
I like the um, I like the way that all of the salad is contained within a tiny central part of the. Yeah, yeah. And we've got some um, some salt vinegar crisps. Yeah. I thought when we put them down on on the table that um, this is just in my head thinking here. I thought those crisps. I'm gonna try them separately. Yeah. But those I was crisps might work inside the sandwich. Certainly. Totally. The sandwich, dare I say it, is quite it's sweet. Not, yeah. But it's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's really not bad. Yeah. As far as the sandwich goes, mm. I'd have this again. Mm. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not oh. as good as the uh, M&S prawn sandwich, <laughs> which is an elite level sandwich. Stu was really sad that they never had the posh M&S prawn sandwich mm. in there. So I'm now going to try it with some of the salt vinegar crisps in. Would absolutely eat again. Totally. That's quite delicious with the chips in. Mm. What's your favorite, What's your thoughts on crisps in a sandwich? Oh yeah, it's a, you have to do it, don't you? Same as like um, a Big Mac with fries in. Right, should we see what we've got from Sainsbury's? Yeah. So. Uh, oh, I should have finished. Yeah, it, you, need Percy to finish, Pig. you need to finish your Percy Pig. It just reminds me of terrible shots as well in like O-Bar or something like that. <laughs> I can't imagine you in Obar. Looking back on it now, neither can I, but that was the go-to place every Sunday night. Right, so from Sainsbury's, we've got the sausage and caramelised onion, with mustard mayo, uh, we've got a pepperoni hot, protein kick, and um, a Rubicon Passion sparkling water, sparkling drink, yeah. which um, I don't think I've ever had passion fruit Rubicon. Oh, it's honestly, it's the one. I feel like the, the Rubicon's going to liven up the uh, the slightly beige sandwich. I'm wondering if that's what makes it the autumn edition that it's got no colour to it whatsoever. Yeah, it looks like it's um, it looks like it's been on a tree and now it's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if there's anything more worrying than an anemic sausage, I'd like to know. It's that sausage <laughs> is quite scary, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you've just made the cardinal error there of opening up the sandwich to have a look at the insides of it. Yeah. You must know never, <laughs> you must know, never ever, ever do that. Yeah, since I've looked at it, I, yeah, this is, um, well, this is what depression looks like. Oh, wow, that is awful. What's presently going on in my mouth at the moment is some sausage skin that I can't quite <laughs> work through. Huge chunks of onion, um, and that mustard mayo is, is pretty bad. Mm. Right, um, the pepperoni, that, well, that, well that's, mm -mm. wow. It's an interesting presentation. It comes in its own sheath. Yeah. It looks, I, I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, people have been arrested for less than this pepperoni. Yeah, I don't know how we're gonna do this. Do you wanna yeah. snap, <laughs> do you wanna snap half off? Um, whoa, that's does it, does it Feel snap? that, <laughs> that is hard, man. Jesus, what the hell? Do you know in the outtakes? You out need a carving knife in to the, get In that. the outtakes, um, <laughs> we're, just gonna, we're just gonna have you go in. Oh, wow, this is stiff, feel that. <laughs> Whoa, that's stiff, feel that. That is hard, man. It's like something you would give a dog, you know, one of those kind of like chews that you would give, give to your dog, and now I'm starting to feel sorry about giving it to would a dog. You, I mean, obviously you're a man who works out. Would you eat the pepperoni for games? I have no idea who told you that. You are, I mean, look at you, you <laughs> your hench. You, you, must have, you must have loads of protein sticks. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got drawers full of pepperonis. <laughs> <laughs> what about the drink? 
Yeah, oh, mate, it's, it's the, a classic. The, the drink is delicious. Mm. Passion fruit Rubicon, there's nothing quite as refreshing. It tastes like, um, if you used to go to a shit bar in Birmingham and order a porn star martini, mm. it tastes a bit like that. I told you, everything is just bringing me back to Obar. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to the, uh, the boots one. So we've got the smoked ham and a, a mento yeah. uh, sandwich, some, some tasty corn snacks and, and a CBD drink that'll get you started. <laughs> I think we should have started with this one first, in hindsight, so yeah. then we knew the effects. Um, so the take a trip, 19 calories, 15 milligrams of premium CBD and no added sugar. Mm. Okay. So it's um, ginseng, lemon balm, and uh, chamomile, as well as elderflower. So, uh, okay. Yeah, it smells quite minty. It smells really minty. And uh, that might be one of the worst drinks I've ever put in my mouth. Have we accidentally picked up mouthwash? And, and I've been to, I've been to the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Right, the sandwich. Um, drink is awful. The drink is dreadful. I mean, if you manage to get all the way through that, you need CBD. <laughs> <laughs> Although it might increase our appetite. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, so the ham looks really sad. Mm. But actually they've managed to take a ham and cheese sandwich and make it taste of nothing. Yeah. That's, that sandwich is really disgusting. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But yeah. then, to be honest, until today, I had no idea that Boots even sold sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> you just go in there to get your Viagra. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Viagra deodorant. Yeah. And, and now CBD infused trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think some kitchens in Birmingham that could do with giving their, um, <laughs> their team cans of a CBD infused trip? I think there's already is some. <laughs> 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 that might just be the blandest meal I've ever tried. Mm. It's like yeah. missionary with the socks with your socks on in the dark kind of lunch deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I just want to say at this point I'm really glad I agreed to this. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out the best one is the most expensive one. Yep. Which um, is that a metaphor for dining by itself? I think it is. I think you pay for quality, unless you listen to TripAdvisors. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, thanks so much for um, coming out on Hob on High Street with us today. So, you know, you're cooking at Smoke. Is there anything you need to add? Yeah, so obviously come and see us at Smoke. We're, we're just cooking delicious food. We're trying to just provide the best service, the best drinks that we can, and just have a, a great time overall. Fantastic. Thank you very much. So that was Stuart Dealey. I promise not all pieces are going to be in Harborne. I'm just lazy and I live here. Uh, so, still with Jamie from Bell and Barrel. Hello, Simon. Hello, Jamie. How are you? I'm all right. Good to see you here right? again. Hello. It's like uh, every, got... every third day we see you. I just come in here because we've got a pool table. That's oh, it. true, yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's where I come. If I've got a Harborne kitchen meeting, it's generally here. So yeah. we can play pool. Exactly. That's how it should be. <laughs> I posed a couple of questions on Twitter about what to ask you. This, this should be interesting. I'll be, yeah, I'll be honest, it's not very interesting. Oh, okay, I'm all right with that. Yeah, no, <laughs> but um, they want to know which way you're voting next general election. They well, don't, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, think, I think I put something out on my personal Instagram, which I don't use anymore, uh, about 
six months ago and it was about who I joined as a party and I lost a lot of followers which I was quite pleased with because oh, I've, I've clearly lost the people I didn't want to follow me it, it's so fucking tiring honestly <laughs> it's just Twitter is just a hellscape and a, if you found this via Twitter by the way thank you very much right so Sammy wants to know what ingredient couldn't you live without oh there's a few I couldn't live without I suppose the one that springs to mind is salt salt but, but I could because there's other ways to season that's such uh, a chef cop out well come on think about it but there's other things you can use instead of salt so perhaps not eggs eggs is the one isn't it eggs is the one well you can just cook one you got a preferred you preferred can, way of cooking eggs oh if I was just having eggs in fact let's do it quick now quick, quick hierarchy of top to the bottom best to the worst ways of cooking eggs poached scrambled fried fried what else we got we got boiled as well Oh, I love a boiled egg. What, what, what's the one where it goes really snotty? That's similar. Oh, like water bath. Like, oh no, it's got a name. Oh, coddled or something. Coddled, coddled eggs. That's it. Yeah. Not, not fan of them. They're probably at the bottom. Yeah, they're horrible. But I do love a boiled egg in my lunchbox. <laughs> in your lunchbox. Um, right. Okay. And then uh, Mikey wants to know where do you eat on your night off? If it's not cooking for the kids, Sophie and I will go to Trapea. To Trapea. Yeah, nice local restaurant in Harborne. That's very accessible, nice wine list, great food, nice people that run it. I love Trapeau. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. great spot. Get rid of Ben's shirts and you've got nigh on perfect restaurant. Oh, get rid of Ben and you've got a perfect restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Ben, I love you a lot. Oh, More than you know. And Ben, I don't love you. That's, that's fine. <laughs> but you have a wonderful team, so that's great. <laughs> that's Jamie for now, but we've, we've recorded some other stuff with Jamie that... That involves him being embarrassed by me, which um, which will be coming out in future episodes. Coming up next week, I suppose, I better let you know that we have Tommy Matthews of Passing Fancies, turning cupboard shite into boozy delights. And we had a really rather lovely lunch in land with Zoe from Punks and Chances. I'm Simon Carlo. This has been the Meat and One Veg podcast, a 969 media production produced by Simon Bolshovsky. We'll see you next week. That is something that... I would probably never put in my body. And if that's all you're interested in, dear listener. I thought that was sweet corn. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is what it is. <laughs>